It's a new day, yes it is! Ooh, welcome to the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled, The New Day. Feel the power, baby. Yeah, yeah. We know all y'all out there going through some things, and so you know we want to bring you a little bit of something different. You know, yeah. we don't want you to have the same thing all the time. So today. On this smooth voice, bass-filled episode, we have a guest. We have a guest who has been our friend for quite a long time, many a year. That guest, his name is Tyler Breeze. Mm. <laughs> Put them together. No one will yeah. no clap. Ain't nobody gonna, I mean, let's... I'll give him two or three claps. Breeze? Okay. I'll, give him, I'll give him two or three. <laughs> you will waste your hands on Breeze? <laughs> yes. Come on. Give the man a couple yeah. claps. What do you mean the waste? Because Kofi's always about preserving your hands. Because if yeah. you start beating them together all the time, you only get one set of hands, right? Deteriorate. Yeah, deteriorate. They'll, they'll have us come out doing like the tribute shows. We all stand out on the stage and everybody uh, wants to just clap and just, you just clapping like you got more than one set of hands. You know? that's, where you, that's where you do this one. You, you, you work it because the people, yeah. you see, you, you're right. working. You can't hear me clapping, but if you can see me oh, visually, it's it's like I'm cl- and then the it face, like you know, you yep. put the face on them. Good job. Congratulations. You know those, what I mean? Those hands should be deteriorated, but they're not. Yeah. No, you say them. them. Pristine. You, know? you got pristine hands. Nice hands. Oh, nice hands. Ladies and gentlemen, we got our buddy Tyler Breeze. And as usual, I am Xavier Woods. I am Big E. And I am Kofi Kingston. And Tyler Breeze, we wanted to have you on today because we talk about you a good bit on the podcast and figured, why don't we just have, I said, why don't we have Breeze on? He said, why don't we have Breeze on? Kofi said, why don't we have Breeze on? What do you guys say about me on here? Well, All the best things. Yeah, of All course. Things. I don't know about that. All the yeah. best. And you, how come you don't know what we say about you? You don't listen to our podcast? Yeah, I, I, wow. I do so listen, you know? I don't know. I have a lot of stuff to do. You know, I got to set up microphones and apps and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not a one. Not a one is set up. I have so many looking around me. I got so much stuff here. <laughs> First off, could you remove, uh, could you scoot the... No, no. There's what is your, back, your background is messing up. This is what mine. is it? Your background. Explain what it is. In his shot that we can see, his video, he is sitting uh, in a gaming chair. It's quite nice. And he has another gaming chair next to him. And wrapped around the top of that gaming chair is the Up, Up, Down, Down Championship because he's mm-hmm. the current Up, Up, Down, Down Champion. Left, right, left, right championship. Ah. And at this point, I think I'm the longest reigning. <laughs> but you're, you got like a Brock reign. You haven't defended it in like a year. Wow. Brock's, a, Brock's a hell of a talent and he makes the most money. <laughs> All right, valid. you you yeah. win. You you win this argument. Touche. Yeah. Touche. And, and I win the left right left right championship, which is oh, it's, it, well, longer it's, than anybody. Other. It's up up down down. Longest training. We're I gonna move on. Moving on. Also, why do you have a sign? That's a sign. Mike Tyson glove. Is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. How did you acquire this, and why do you have this? The internet has a lot of things to buy. <laughs> so when I was putting a room together, I just started searching, and I found a lot of stuff. Excellent. Well, I I love Mike Tyson. Shocking. So I have a Mike Tyson glove here with a big picture. It's got a big picture of him too. But then I got another Mike Tyson uh, from Mike Tyson Punch Out signed big picture. So Breeze, so like uh, like he was saying, you've you've got your room built out. Uh, Speaking of rooms, we used to live together. 
We did. Let everybody know. Let everybody know. We were roommates. We lived in a house together. Well, so, yeah, I mean, we, we have a long storied history. Yes. Uh, you were actually my first, um, my Black first friend? match. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about my exchange student, Shamalis. He helped us get started. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we talk about scared. this all the time. <laughs> well, I feel like you made that name up. No, like oh, uh, uh, Shamalis. Yeah, no, I already have a Shamalis McCarty was his name. I think McCarty was the adopted family's name, though, because it doesn't really match Shamalis. So I don't know. Um, but, um, but, but uh, don't laugh. That, that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, so when I got hired uh, down at FCW, you were actually my first match that I had. It was a triple threat with me, you, and Seth. And you were oh. like the first, you were like the first name guy that I knew because you were in TNA before. Oh, man. I was like, consequence is cool. And then, like, I sat by you <laughs> and we started talking and then we became friends. <laughs> was it like the, the, the tilted uh, tilted uh, parking lot? So the ring was at an angle? No, that was later on. That was okay. at, uh, that was, uh, ABC Buddies? Auto. Okay, ABC so Auto. I wrestled you Buddies. in a slanted ring after I got my wisdom teeth taken out. It was horrendous. Oh, God. <laughs> it felt horrible and, like, we couldn't run the ropes. It was just, what a weird time. But yeah, so we, uh, we, we immediately hit it off, became best of friends. And then uh, we, we ended up living together and making several uh, videos and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And you actually created... All the vignettes? Well, you, cre- you brought... You didn't create it, but you brought it to life, the Tyler Breeze character. Yes. But let's, we're going we're gonna to go back even before then. Mm. So when you were Mike Dalton and I was yeah. still Xavier Woods, yeah. and we tried to become a team because someone very influential came down to developmental and they said, if you have an idea that you think is good, that you think is worth it, that you think we're not listening to, you give all that you have to make sure everyone hears you and shout it from the mountaintops and you are the owner of your own destiny. And if this doesn't work and you get released or whatever, it's on you because you didn't work hard enough. So we took that as, oh, let's put a house payment on this tag team gear that we drew (laughs) up. Yeah. Let's get eight by tens made. We had a full folder uh, with all three members of Hollywood Express in there. We made DVDs, cutting promos on every single uh, tag team in the company and handed it out to what? 20, 30 people, everybody that was on their NXT. Yeah. To this day, to this day, haven't heard a word about it. So stuff like that kind of brought Breeze and myself together because we just kind of wanted to do well. And we saw each other like getting (laughs) treated like that, I guess. Not doing well. (laughs) Um, And so, so yeah, that's when we started uh, trying to edit videos together because we heard like, oh, you know, you come in on promo day and and E, you know this and Kofi, you know this too, from when y'all would do the promos too. Uh, Sometimes your idea doesn't come across in that first promo that for that first like gimmick, you know, and to everybody else, it might be like, oh, this sucks. But to you, you know what it's supposed to look like. And so you try to keep figuring out a way to get it out there. And so we would make these vignettes. And so uh, Bree, one of the days Bree was on the chopping block. Uh, one of yeah, them. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> one of them. Uh, I called him and I was like, hey, just write down 10 different gimmicks that you want to do. And I'm going to come over. We're going to film three of them. And then you're going to, we're going to, we're going to save your job. We're going to save your job. We got this. You got this. So I went and stayed at his apartment the whole weekend filming and editing these videos for a full 48 hours. Like we didn't sleep. I was like, we're going to crank this out. And then uh, the one that was the funniest was Tyler Breeze. Which and was also the funniest part was we both did it and laughed our asses off and then went, there's no way that this one works. We like right. it too much. Yeah. And then oh, that man. was the only one they did like. Jeez. I can't believe I forgot this. When we were trying to be a tag team, we were trying to be Hollywood Express, there was a wait, there was a week where we weren't on the show. And if we weren't on the show at FCW, I would work the merchandise table because I like to hang out and talk <laughs> to the people. And then all of a sudden, I see, I see Breeze walking out 
And I hear his music. I'm like, wait, what? We're a tag team. And then I see him walking out with who? Roman Reigns. Oh, no. And then what happens? By the end of that match, there was a one, two, three, and Breeze and Roman Reigns were the new tag team champions, while Breeze and I were a legitimate tag team. Wow. Explain yourself. Don't look at at me like it was Mm. my idea. I clearly have no pull whatsoever. (laughs) Roman... They were going to put the tag titles on him, but you need a second person to put it on. So I'm guessing <laughs> they put it on me. They put it on me because it would make you mad at the merch stand. Damn. That's that my guess. not like this. And that's really? probably, that's probably like your tag team part. You let your tag team partner find out about this via audio, <laughs> listening while interacting with the people. I was ordered not to tell him. Oh my God. I literally, as soon, as soon as it was one, two, three, I looked over and just went like, sorry. <laughs> First name that you ever wrestled, yeah. that you sat next to and buddied up with and became yeah. friends with. And the, the, the Turk to my JD, I know. The Turk to your JD, <laughs> not like this. Not like this. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Tyler Breeze in a nutshell. I mean, yeah, essentially. How did you land on Tyler Breeze? Why Tyler Breeze? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I was, because I I think like whenever it was that I got like a staff infection and it was like, all right, I'm getting fired. Because I think, oh yeah, that was it. So I had like the world's worst evaluation where I was like, all right, 100% I'm out of here. And then uh, I also had a staff infection. So I was like, well, I'm at least here for like two weeks. So uh, So then we were like, hey, come up with a bunch of stuff. And I just went like, okay, cool. Uh, so then I came up with all just a bunch of names and they ranged like from a bunch of different stuff. Cause I've always kind of like, I, I even like um, when I was a teenager and stuff, like I built a ring in my backyard and did like the usual, like, Oh, Hey, here's the, like, here's my wrestling federation. And like, I had all these characters and all these names and whatever. So I just, I always kind of like build characters or like build scenarios or like, you know, just make things up or names or whatever. So I remember thinking, I, I don't know specifically because it was a long time ago, but I don't remember where Breeze, I don't remember where I saw Breeze from, but I just went, that'd be kind of a cool like last name. And then I just kind of like pieced it together. I think in my, you know, trying not to get fired fury of like, all right, well, I got, you know, Mike Dalton something. And then I, I had the crazy painter who's going to yeah. be like crazy Frenchman. <laughs> yes. And then, tell, yeah. them tell them all they're, so, uh, they're all so good. Kale, all- Kale, Kale Cove was my stoner snowboarder guy. Wow. And then, uh, and then Tyler Breeze was, uh, was this male model who was like Zoolander. And then, yeah. So I, I remember thinking Breeze was a cool name. I don't know where I got Tyler from. I think I just, it was random. Like, I think it was just like, well, this and this. So we've actually, I still have the, uh, so I've got the first Tyler Breeze vignette, the Kale Cove vignette, and then the regular Mike Dalton vignette, where he was just like this crazy, like antisocial, like I kick signs in the street and beat people up in the streets for money type of guy. <laughs> it's actually like, it's actually like really good. I like it's, it. I it's like really it. good. <laughs> like street signs? Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was like pylons and stuff. Whatever we found downtown. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a real good spot. Look at all these yeah, downtown here. Tampa. Ah, I was like, make sure you get me kicking ah. this one. Give me kicking yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's good. Oh my god. Kale oh. Cove was pretty. I was actually just talking about Kale Cove with someone. He would have been solid. Like I could have done like some cool stuff. But I had this idea in my head to wrestle in snow pants, and I feel like that would have been a gigantic mistake. Oh my God, because <laughs> I would have been so I would have overheated every match and like not yeah. been able to win. <laughs> when we all met back up on the main roster, you would ride with us every so often. I did, I did for like two years. Yeah, and so uh, you and E started a little tradition. 
Yes, the mm-hmm. Charles Breakfast, as we mm-hmm. like to. Uh, oh, I love the Charles uh, Breakfast. Love the Charles Breakfast. First, we have to explain why well, you're on, Charles. I get asked this all the time. <laughs> I get asked almost every time there's a public forum or I'm online streaming or anything. People always go, why, why do they call you Charles? And I have to explain it, which I should not have to explain myself, because it's you who fails to recognize how a nickname works. <laughs> if I give you the nickname of Charles, you cannot just take it, get a couple of friends, and then you guys force it on me. And now all of a sudden, I'm the nickname that we gave you. The, the, reason, the, the person for a reason. That's the power of having three of us. Yes, we're because bullies. You forked me. <laughs> yes, we did. We say this all the time. You stand no chance in the locker room. People are like, oh, get into it with one of us, and then the other two jump in, and it's oh. over. It's it over is. for you. So you're Charles. That's how you became Charles. Uh, well, it depends. Of course. There is also a way to team people up against other people. No. So like, I know that if we start talking about, you know, preaching in church or, you know, being a little kid, then don't, I know that there's probably, I know there's probably going to be. No, we ain't gonna break. See, see, there's always a little weakness in that armor. You've been thinking about that. You've been thinking about that. You know that they say this, Charles. Let him divide us. He's like, oh, we can plant a seed amongst them. I'm like, oh, there's no way he's gonna be able to drive away between us. Say, little preacher. I was like, oh no, I know, I know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't help it. Didn't I couldn't take much it. either. Didn't take much at all. <laughs> See? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, since since you love explaining the Charleston, go ahead and explain. That was a full explanation. I gave it to you. You stole it. You didn't turn it back it. on me. Well, where does it stem from? Who is Charles? So Charles comes from. Uh, one day we brought up the Juggernaut video. Hilarious uh, video. Where, you, know, you know what it <laughs> one is. One of the best. One of the best. If you have not seen it, please look it up. It's basically people dubbing over uh, an old X Men cartoon. Yes. But it's all about the Juggernaut, and and they, you know, it's it's Juggernauts against Charles Xavier, uh, and Charles's voice in it is so good. Where he's always like, <laughs> Juggernaut's always freaking out. He's like, Charles, you on my head. <laughs> so we did it so much that we just started laughing so hard about it that I think I just started calling you Charles because it was like, it was always Charles. Like Charles was always, he was always like uh, doing stuff to Juggernaut. And so you were, which technically you should be Juggernaut. The nickname exactly, doesn't fully exactly. make sense, but we decided that you were Charles and then you just decided it's because you I think, I, I, I think, didn't it start when we were, uh, uh, overseas and that, that when we played 2K for like six hours together? I think it was even before then. I know that we were just saying it like because we all watched the video and then we were yeah. just saying it for like hours on end but somehow it stuck with you and I Even, Eventually it became a thing where Charles was like an insult. Yes. Oh, don't be a Charles. Like, Charles. Yeah, it's not like yeah. that. It was something, yeah. I think it was that. We were trying to figure that. out names that we could call people that are just regular names, but are also insults. Charles, and then we yeah. settled on Charles because we said Charles so much. Then you started calling E. Charles. Then when he eventually tried to call him you Charles, we were like, well, we can't leave him hanging. And then <laughs> yeah, you could see that. So I think, that's, I think that's exactly right. I think that's fully accurate. Because I remember we listened to it, we laughed, and then we used it as an insult, which I promptly used first. And then you guys too. That's how it works. So we ended up having, uh, once we were all on the road, we were doing stuff with with uh, you guys, you and uh, Fandango, and from Wait, time was to that, time, that was that was before you uh, politics. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, the match and then SmackDown, oh. and then WWE in general. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. 
So the child's breakfast, oftentimes I'd be up early or I think I even did this uh, when I was driving alone or whatever. We'd meet up if we were close or at the same hotel or not too far from each other. We would meet up and just have a little Charles breakfast. We just have breakfast together, just you and I. I think it was a couple of times where like Kofi like, made some joke about wanting to jump in. And yeah. we said that defeats the point of the Charles well, breakfast. That, just the, the, thing Charles was, the thing was, is that we would all, there was a point where we were all traveling together. So right. it'd be me, you, Breeze, and Woods in the in the minivan, you know? And then we'd uh, get up for the gym and be like, oh, what's up, guys? You know, how's your night? Oh, we just had breakfast together. I'm just like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. We got up early. You guys slept oh. in. No, yeah, we, didn't, we, didn't didn't you didn't, you we didn't text invite us. You didn't text us. You didn't text us. You didn't call. You didn't say the night before, oh, we might get some breakfast tomorrow if you guys yeah. want to come. We're going out to breakfast right now. Do you want anything? You just let it happen, you know? It's, and only, then, it's only for Charles. It's three, you can't and then have three Giving yeah, us, us fake times. Giving us fake times when we're leaving. <laughs> so we can crash. <laughs> I, was, I, got, I got so jealous. I got so jealous. I was like, I'm going to a Charles breakfast. I don't care. <laughs> then it's just a normal breakfast. It's just a gathering of people. That's not special. Yeah, Charles breakfast is something special. Just admitted, we're the one who once who helped you empower the name Charles to throw back at Breeze, and now we don't even get a ten percent on that. No, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not even asking for that. I'm just asking for like a piece of toast, you know, uh, just some, uh, a part of the breakfast, you know. I mean, nah, include. Nah, you can't. You're, then you ruin the integrity of the Charles breakfast. You're either in or you're out. You can't dip your toe in, you know. <laughs> Agreed. So we have to we have to effectively become Charles to someone else to be yeah. essentially, yeah, essentially. Yes. And, and also to get back to your point of so for a while. I, one of my favorite house show programs ever was doing stuff. It would be us, I think the Usos and yeah. Breezango. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it started, but very quickly we got into you and I doing a comedy spot on the live well, events. Probably because I don't wrestle at all. I literally just do comedy <laughs> spots. So I was like, we got to do something because I'm barely doing anything in this match. When I first came on the road, Santino's comedy matches Every single night would get the best reactions. Bro. They always felt fresh. He was the best house show wrestler <laughs> I think I've ever seen. Dude, incredible. People, so not only that, people forget that he almost won the Royal Rumble and people would have been okay if he won. Yeah, right. he, almost, he almost yeah. won the title at an elimination chamber and people would have been okay if he won. Incredible. Yeah. I was crazy. I was losing so my good. mind. Like, oh my God, please. When he hit the jumping, like, salute splash <laughs> on Daniel, like, I thought the building was going to explode. Oh so good. So good. <laughs> so good. One of my one of my favorite things is him and Dango used to do a, a house show match, for and uh, <laughs> it would be a dance contest, of course, and then Dango <laughs> would jump him from behind, beat him up, and then he'd leave. And then Santino would go, no, 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 and grab a microphone, and he'd cut this bro, and he'd go, he'd go, you wanna, uh, you wanna hit me from behind? Well, how about you come back here and hit me from behind to my face? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dango would come back in, and he would immediately punch Santino in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Back to your original point of Ugh. you always claim jokingly that I'm the reason that so we did this we did this house this house show match for what? Maybe half a year? Maybe yeah. longer. Long time, long time. <laughs> for a long time and you claim that I was the one that kicked you not only out of this match yes. but off of Smackdown <laughs> and uh was the reason for your demise which is nonsense because uh I I am very much in the vein of like I like TV being physical and everything's in there and the work is solid. 
But on live events, I feel like you want to entertain. And that was one of my favorite entertainment matches. And I loved it. And that was the one time where I, where I wanted to take a bump, where I was into taking bumps. And why would I want to change that? Why well, that's why, that that's why I was so surprised when I got it on good authority that you, you, you went above everyone's head to get me kicked out of the match. And then a month later, I got kicked out over to Raw off of SmackDown. And then a couple months later, I get, I get kicked off the entire roster. So He, he was all, feeling, he was feeling vulnerable because you guys were doing comedy too. And he was like, no, we're, we can't be having y'all on the same show. There can only Classic backstab. Classic backstab. There's only one funny man on yeah. the roster. That's yeah. what do you guys Do you guys remember when because we, we were riding together for like two years before I got officially called up. Do you remember that time? It was the most angriest I've ever gotten at a car dealer or a car rental place where all four of us could not rent a car. Yes. We went to pick up the car and we couldn't get it. Uh, I think it was in Kofi's name, but mm. Kofi didn't have uh, either an ID or a credit card, something. So you said, can someone else do it? I said, uh, yeah, I can do it. So I went to do it and they wouldn't rent it to me because the, the rental wasn't in my name. So they refused to do it. Then they were going to do it to E, but E doesn't believe in credit cards. So they couldn't give him one. Then I they were going to the they they give it to Woods. They were going to give it to Woods, but Woods had just got his wallet stolen. So he had no oh, idea. Yes. And we're standing there yelling at the guy going, what is happening? He's like, we've cars every week. We'll not just change the name so we can take his car. And I think all of us jumped in with like Apollo or something because we, we couldn't get the car. They wouldn't get it. That's when we were in we were in Texas. It was a uh, uh, border town. Ta- a border town. Um, Texarkana. No, Laredo. No. Oh, Laredo. oh, Laredo. We were in Laredo. I remember because my wallet got stolen out of that room. Oh, at, uh, oh right, yeah. right in front of Talon viewing. And I was <laughs> I, and the reason I was the most hot right. was because I I remember I was doing that license thing against Notorally where we so our friend Michael Notorally, who's our fourth member. He sent us a picture of his license and he was making this hilarious face. And so we had this competition going back and forth on our licenses who could have the most weird face. And I had just gotten mine done like a month prior and I got my wallet stolen. It was hot. And that's what you're upset about. Not your credit cards, not your not no, uh, money being stolen. <laughs> no, bro, that's a phone call away. Yeah, cancel the phone call away. It's your goofy license pick. That's what really hurts you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, you've, you've seen this picture of all of us. Uh, and Dango, where I think Dango's like passed out on the ground. I think you're screaming at me and Kofi and Ear there, oh. and I've got the trombone. And we're in our half shirts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from Survivor Series. <laughs> I'm saying you've seen it floating around and people like putting oh, I like, love it. It's one of, like, one of my favorites. This. Yeah. Well, because it's so, it's so ridiculous, uh, especially when you look at it. Yeah, because I'm still, I'm eliminated from the match. I didn't even take my sunglasses and my hat off. Because Dango, I think, went in there, threw a bunch of tickets, and then immediately got eliminated. <laughs> oh, I think he threw the tickets, and I think he turned right around into our double team finish. Yep. Y'all were in the match for legit, fifth, like, 15 seconds. And you guys were only in for, like, another 10 seconds. Yes, because you right. immediately yeah. got eliminated. So as you're over there blowing the trombone in my face going, ha, ah, ha, ha, you see you guys losing, you go, no! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're the knees, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all sitting there going, no! And then we went to the back. <laughs> what a ridiculous oh, match that was. It really oh, was. Some, like, 20-man tag or something. Yep. Smackdown. Oh. 
yeah. <laughs> and us both being, we're out first? All right, cool. Showers. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. But out of context, it's just the strangest picture. We're wearing shirts for some yeah. reason. Woods yeah. has a trombone. If you know nothing about who we are, if you guys were still wearing your fashion police hats, oh, yeah. I think, at the time, too. <laughs> yep. yeah, it was just all very bizarre. And my, my hat, my glasses, my hair was in a stupid ponytail, and I had a half shirt, and I'm just yelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all, it's literally so ridiculous by all accounts. I want to find people that, like, all of us have gone to high school with that are like, oh, yeah, they made it wrestling. I heard something about that. And then just have them see that picture and be like, yeah, what? This, what the hell happened? <laughs> my, I mean, like, anyone that I've grown up with, they they clearly know. Because if you, if you type in Tyler Breeze or, like, me on, like, any sort of database, the amount of weird pictures that come up from what I do, it's, it's insane. Like, it's hard to find a good one of me wrestling. Most of the time I'm dressed up like a girl or dressed up like something or like there's so many odd ones out there of me dancing or doing something weird. Or a janitor. A janitor. Uh, which, yes, which, janitor. by the way, uh, at some point, maybe now, we should definitely tell the Usos uh, and you and, and Fandango match. At, I forgot the pay-per-view, but that was legit one of my Backlash. favorite Backlash, one of my favorite matches. This is when Smack, this is right after the brand split. SmackDown was real hot. This is actually, we were still at home because Kofi had his elbow surgery and we were waiting to go over to SmackDown. So we were yes. just finished up with Raw. We were all just kind of sitting at home, not doing much. And I remember talking to you about this match afterwards. I remember you guys putting together this really dope, hard-hitting, serious match. And then the powers <laughs> that be decided, nah, not too much. So if you can get into that. What a, what a, like... I mean, of all the ridiculous things I've done, what a ridiculous day on, on a whole, like <laughs> literally going into that, like, okay, Hey, me and Dango, we're finally like, we're doing something that people actually enjoy. So people care about us. And we actually have a title shot in Chicago of all places, which they're like the one place that like still like us after everything. So we're in Chicago, a pay-per-view tag title match. This is like our opportunity, right? Like, all right, let's prove that we can hang kind of thing. Uh, so we put together this match where the whole, the ending was dramatic as hell. It had like, I was going to be getting beaten up and Dango's handcuffed to the ropes and he can't help. And they just watches as we get like beat up and lose or whatever. Didn't even like, we literally went that way and then completely just veered off this way. <laughs> and it was like, uh, yeah, okay. So they don't want to do that. So what are we going to do? And I was like, I don't know. So we're just having a normal match, I guess. Yes. Okay, cool. So we start putting together like this normal match. Then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you're getting called into the office. And we're like, Okay. So we go in and all of a sudden, like I'm told, so you dress, you dress up like things, right? Right. Not sure. I said, yeah, yeah, sometimes. And he goes, but like, you know, like a girl or an old lady and whatever. And I said, yeah, I can dress up like whatever. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, do that tonight. And I just went, wow, am I supposed to dress up like a couple things while I'm wrestling? And then it's like, well, you know, figure it out. And I went, okay. And then so Usa's, they, they have like, everybody's got this bewildered look on their face. We got like 15 minutes for this match on a pay-per-view, tag titles. I said, so like, what is happening here? Like, I don't know how to make this work. So Usa's always laughed because they, they used to love working with us because they would know, like, I'd just come in and I'd be like, hey guys, you want to do this, 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 this. And then they'd just call me like Agent Breeze because I just put the match together. And they were like, cool, works for us. And then I'd go, awesome. So they start laughing as we walk back to the locker room and I'm just sitting on the floor. And like, I have nothing in my head. I'm just going like, and they, they're just laughing at me. And I go, what's so funny? And they said, we've just never seen you like this. Like you have no ideas. And I said, dude, I don't know what to, like, how am I supposed to get changed in the middle of a ring? Like, how am I supposed to change from outfit to outfit and like wrestle as a girl and do all this stuff? And um, so then somebody said something about like, I was like, okay, we got to figure out what like 
we got to figure out what to do here. And uh, so I was like, well, I think I could do like the janitor and like an old lady. I think that, that should be enough. So I'm like, okay, well, if I dress up like an old lady underneath, then I could roll under the ring and like get the janitor stuff off and then be the old lady coming out. I said, that's really the only way I can do this. So like, okay. So then we started like thinking of these like funny little things with like the janitor of like, oh, you trip over the mop and you, you know, you get the mop in the face and whatever. And I'm like, okay. So then we're like, what can we do with the, with the granny? And it's like, well, this and this and this. So I'm going like, oh my God, okay. This might actually work. So uh, luckily I'd been doing all these comedy matches. Uh, so I had all these spots like of like, okay, well I could do this like roll spot and like this, whatever spot. And I was like, as far as I can tell, we're kind of getting like carte blanche here to do whatever we want, like it, it, to make this thing work. You know I mean? Like this is like such an anomaly in what we do. So I just put together this ridiculous match and our agent was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Dango's laughing and like, you know, Ooses are laughing and I go, I think this might be okay. And uh, so we get asked by somebody else and they're like, should I like, should I go and fight for this? Like, are you going to like, is it going to be okay? Or like, what's going on? And I just said, honestly, I said, I think this might work. I think this might be okay. And they were like, really? I said, yeah, I think so. So like, I remember literally just going, going out there dressed like the janitor and I'm going like, oh my God. I don't know how this <laughs> or hate this, but I'm clearly I'm mopping the ramp on the way down. Like what is happening? And so like we do the first couple things and all of a sudden people start chanting for like janitor. And I'm like, like hold on. So then like I think the janitor, the janitor ends up getting kicked in the face or something, and the ooses break the mop. And I go, I, I go, hold on, this is like actually kind of working. So then I do something else, and then like they're cheering, and then like Dango does something. I come out as the old lady, they start chanting for grandma, and I'm going like, oh my god, they're into this. Like they're actually into this. And then we, and then luckily at the end, once I like actually got, I think they ripped the dress off me and stuff, and then people booed the hell out of them again, which somehow um, oost through the dress after he ripped it off of me and it landed on JBL's head, which I remember that play and stuff. And like <laughs> yeah. everybody was, there was all these like random little things that happened where people were like, this is awesome. And then at the end when I was finally just like wrestling, uh, then, then we added in like a couple things where I got thrown into the crowd and then Dango did this crazy dive onto them and landed on his feet. And like all those things where people actually thought we were going to win the tag titles after like all this crazy shenanigans. And I remember coming back and it is the only time in my 13 years of wrestling <laughs> that we came back to everybody applauding, oh, applauding the hugs, everything. Yeah. Only time I've ever gotten a gorilla applause. Man. Ridiculous time. Ridiculous yeah. time. I remember watching that live and my mind was blown because I think it's so difficult, I think, to do a comedy match. That's hard enough and make it good and also do a hard hitting match. I've never seen anyone that I can really think of, at least during that time, blend comedy and a high stakes title match and yeah. have people believing because you guys had some cool false finishes at the oh, end yeah. and the dives and everything was just done so well. That to me is like the marker for a comedy match that people can actually believe a title could change hands. Mm -hmm. Well, so I, I remember laughing because I think I got back from it and uh, you would text me and you were like, how did that happen? And I just said, honestly, I could explain it to you, but you never believe me. Like, <laughs> this has been such a day. And like everybody else too, like, oh, how'd the match go? And I said, I just, I can't even explain it to you. <laughs> this is, watch for yourself. And like, it was literally like text after text. I'm like, what? Hold on. Wait, what? Hold on. What is happening? Oh my God. What are you doing? What? And I just went, yeah, this is like, this is it. This is what happened. But it ended up being one of those ones that like it stood out as people, people liked it, man. They enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's, it's nice to, no, it's more than nice. It's, it's extremely impressive to 
be able to sit and you train and you and you bump and you run the ropes and all this grueling uh, travel, uh, just the way that we live our lives to go out and say, hey, we're not we don't get trained to learn how to do comedy matches like no one. There's no classes on like, hey, comedic timing and understanding like your partner speed and ad libbing and the yes. And and so, like, I think it's hard enough for like for it to happen in a one on match, but a tag match. Like oh, yeah. all four guys have to be on the same exact wavelength for that to work. So like, it's just, it's just a very impressive skill to have that. I don't know if people really understand how, how talented you really are. So, so you said it right there. Not only like, does it take me dressing up and Dango doing his thing and everything else, but the Usas did such a good job of like, and I mean, you guys know because you're there, but like, there's not many people who would be like, ah, yeah, I'm okay with, you know, getting a Bronco Buster while you're dressed like an old lady. Like, <laughs> be like, well, you know, my character wouldn't do that. Or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas I'm like, they, they were literally such game players, which you know them, they always are. So it's like, yeah, anything you want to do, we'll do it. And I was like, okay, because it can only work if you have that other, you know, you need the antagonist to the protagonist. Otherwise, nothing's funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that, that goes along with everything else too, where like you're saying, it's not like we're, I don't have extensive like acting training or comedy training or whatever. So even when we were doing the fashion files and stuff, like we were kind of just flying by the seat of our pants here. And like Dango isn't, I don't know. If, I, I don't know about him. He's, he's very funny where he <laughs> says he can't remember the, the, the lines and stuff, but I think he just kind of likes to do whatever he wants. So he kind of, fl- <laughs> he, he veers off the path. And as long as I get us back on the path, we end up getting where we're going to be, but he's hysterical. And the things that he does, like, I think you, you guys remember when you did the one fashion files with us and like, we had to keep doing it cause we kept breaking cause he does such ridiculous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like, how did you even think of this? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Can you go into the fashion files a little bit? Like how did that come about? Oh my God. So what a, like, when I really think about it, like what a weird thing my whole entire run has been, but like, so <laughs> the files, for example, well, I got called up. So I short uh, backstory. I was on the road for like two years doing like live events and dark matches. And then they said, uh, we're going to pair you up with, with Fandango. And I said, okay. So then they paired us up together really for no real reason than to be the antagonist to uh, gold dust and our truth. So, like I said, you need a good antagonist to the protagonist. So they were doing the comedy stuff at the time where Truth, you know, he does his hilarious stuff. Goldie was doing the stuff, I think, together with Golden Truth or whatever they were. And we were working with them kind of being the, you know, the, the guys who suntan or uh, suntanned together and got burned. And we had the sunburn match and all that other stuff. And um, <laughs> added to the list of ridiculousness. Um, but so we ended up doing that stuff and uh, nothing really came from it. We were just kind of doing nothing. So I just went like, all right, man, like, I'm going to kind of do the same thing that we've always done. Of like, all right, if, if nothing's going on, I'm going to make something happen. So we have, uh, we had YouTube.com, WWE.com. Uh, they're always there. They're always like uh, uh, something to use and nobody uses them. So I was like, you know what? I, I like writing and I like like coming up with stuff and everything else. So Dango, I think was hurt for a couple of weeks. So I literally wrote my own script of like, all right, I'm going to start looking for Dango on this episode where I just can't find him. Which, of course, I have to dress like a cop to, to look for him the next week. So then I'm dressed like a cop looking for him. And then finally, the third week, he just comes back and it's like, what are you in a cop outfit for? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, 
I don't know. Like I was looking for you. So then uh, the fourth episode, I think I was like sad that we didn't have cop outfits anymore. And then Dango was in a, then Dango was in a cop outfit. So then now we're both in cop outfits. And then we did a, um, the last one I think we did was we were interrogating. We were doing a good cop, bad cop with Billy Kidman. And it was so ridiculous, but we did it and like filmed it and just, we were putting it out and like having fun with it and basically just keeping ourselves amused, but like kind of building something. And one of the writers saw it and he was like, Hey, this is funny. Why don't we put this on SmackDown? And I was like, I don't know. Why don't you? Like, like we're, I'm, I'm doing it and I'm like, whatever. So, uh, then, then all of a sudden, like one week, I think like maybe a month later, a couple weeks later, it was like, all right, you guys are doing a backstage called the fashion files. And I was like, what is this? And it was going to be like a one-off parody of uh, CSI. And we did the first one and we literally did like the, we did one take of it and it was in the writer's room at the time. And as soon as we cut, everybody burst out laughing and we, we just kind of went like, well, that was like, that was like fun. And everybody was like, that was great. That was like really funny and everything else. We went, cool. So it was supposed to only just be a one-off thing that never was, never happened again. Well, I guess the social media was so strong from it. that, Like at the time, I think they had like uh, Shinsuke had just debuted. Uh, we had like Jinder as champion. We had all this stuff going on on SmackDown. And Fashion Files was the number one trending thing for SmackDown. And so in the meeting, they literally went like, uh, all right, how did social do? And they said, well, Fashion Files was number one. And they literally went, well, all right, do another one, I guess. And so we did another one. And then another one and then another one and another one. And literally social media kept it alive for eight months. And it was kind of on an island on its own where all the writers, we had a couple specific writers and they were just like, oh my God, this never happens. Like they, like they don't even talk about it in the meetings. They literally go, and there's a fashion files segment. Uh, don't want to know anything about it. Just continue on. Wow. And I was like, I was like, this is insane. Like we're just over here doing whatever we want and like messing around and like creating this fun stuff that uh, Tyson Kidd actually has the best where he goes, it's the only thing that I've ever seen as it, the graphic flashes on the TV, you get a, a clap, like a play starting. <laughs> the audience claps like a play. And then he said, and, and literally all the boys backstage watch okay. and then everybody laughs and everybody claps as it's done. And then you move on to the next week. And he's like, I've never seen that happen with a pre-tape. And like, it kind of was just, we had a direction where it was going and then we totally lost direction. And then it was just kind of like, random stuff week after week that really led to nothing, but we never wrestled. We wrestled like three times in eight months. And that wow. one of them was the, one of them was the Usos match at the pay-per-view. And uh, one of them was finally the Bludgeon Brothers just massacring us, I believe. And like <laughs> something like that. But we literally, it was like, this is insane. And then it just kind of, I think, I still to this day believe that it got canceled by accident. What do you mean? From what I was told, it was uh, one week they were going through the lineup and there was a pay-per-view the next day or the next week or whatever. And they said, uh, why is there a fashion files on here? They're not on the pay-per-view. And I think everybody freaked out and they just thought like never do fashion files ever again. And that we just never did. Oh, that oh. was literally why it ended. And I even went and was like, are we done? And they're like, no, 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 no. And then we never did another one. <laughs> I was like, cool, we're doing it secretly. <laughs> no, I, I remember legit for me during that period, that was clearly the highlight of SmackDown. And we were on it. Like, I wish I could say our stuff was the highlight, but no, it was, it was no. you guys because it was so wildly entertaining. And you're right, man. Anytime it came on in the monitor in the locker room, we would all stop what we're doing. If I was in the bathroom, I would race out of the bathroom, make sure to watch it <laughs> because it always just had, had me in stitches, man. You guys were incredible. And it just felt so unique. Uh, and like you said, the fact that you guys were that funny without having any formal acting training or doing anything like that, 
uh, is really a testament to you guys. It was also very well written. Are the writers right. that we worked with, they made it very, very funny, like legit funny. But even before then, you guys were doing the stuff on your own, right? Before you had writers. It's very, it's, it's very funny where we had, I think we were doing right before there, we were kind of still trying to be like serious heel wrestlers and stuff. And we were told by one person to be very aggressive and like just be wrestlers. And then we were told by John Cena, of all people, that we should probably explore some comedy stuff. And we're like, well, I don't really know which way to go here because we just got two totally conflicting things. <laughs> uh, and comedy ended up being the one that worked out great. But it was, like I said, it was, it was the fact that we had good writers who were actually writing like really, like when we would read the script, we would laugh. We would laugh to ourselves about like, oh my God, this could actually be really funny. And then we had the freedom to kind of make it even funnier on a couple little things, but to the point where like, like I said, either people would be texting us going like, what'd you guys do this week? Or notoriously every single week, I would get a text at three in the morning from Randy Orton saying that he loved the fashion files this week and he wants to know what's next. <laughs> like, Randy, why are you watching this? Yeah. He's, like, he's like, oh, I just watched it. I just watched it. I was like, okay. Yeah, and I, I remember too, because uh, so I was on my elbow surgery or whatever and I would tune in every now and then and um, it was either elbow or ankle, I don't know. But watching fashion files and then being like, oh no, like the comedy spot, the comedy spot on the show, like what are we going to do? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Not, but um, I think that's something I always appreciate about you, man, is like, you're the fact that you're so underrated, but uh, you know, you'll, you will literally do anything to get yourself to where you need to be. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, well, I can't believe I'm not getting on TV because creative's not coming up with anything. And like, you are like the, the example, the prime example of somebody who will not take no for an answer and figures out a way to like constantly like reinvent yourself. And I remember, I don't know if you do, but we had a dark match. My first dark match. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're going to be wrestling a uh, breeze in the, uh, in the, in the dark match. I was like, Oh, okay. And I remember like, having that conversation with you and ordinarily like when people are trying to impress the brasses they want to put together like you know a, a match where you have all this like back and forth and you know false finishes at the end and they want to do all these things and these impressive moves and not that you didn't do any impressive moves in the match or anything like that but i remember like being at the end and being like okay maybe we do something where we kind of like go back and forth you know a little bit and you're like oh no nah, maybe we just let's just go straight through and i was like what like nobody has that mentality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially when they're trying to get on the, the main roster and they're having a dark match and they're wanting to impress everybody and to have the mindset where like people, you know, people think that it's like the moves that are going to like, quote unquote, yeah. get you over. And for you to have that mindset, and, like I didn't know really much anything about you at that time. And I'm just like, oh, who is this guy? And I remember like walking back and being like, yeah, just wanted to go straight through and being kind of like freaked out a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then like, getting to like ride with you and like getting to know you, um, you know, with Woods and E and everything. And then knowing your story, like even today, I didn't know that you actually had uh, like a ring in your backyard growing up. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So this is like, it's been in your blood. Like you've been doing it. Like, yeah, that was like your quote unquote, like tryout match. But what a lot of people don't know is like what happens before they actually see you, you know, for the first time, like there's been a huge journey, you know, and I think it really shows, you know, so, so kudos to you to like constantly be reinventing yourself, you know, running your school now, you know so what I mean? So I, I was going to say, I actually just showed that match as a teaching tool. Ah. Uh, I was like, I was like, I, cause I have the DVD. I remember I was so excited. I was like, I was like, oh man, I just had a dark match. Like, they're so cool. Uh, I got the DVD of it and I've watched it and I haven't watched it in like years. And I was like, you know what? Let's watch this to show the show because we were getting into like character stuff. And I went like this match. I said, first off, it's super easy because Kof is awesome. But he also has like I, at the time you were like, I think it was, it was pre New Day and you were you were like super over. You were like just Kofi the baby face that was like over. People loved you. <laughs> and uh, 
So I said like my stuff, which like you said, it's not about the moves and stuff like that, because there's a lot of people out there who can do a million things that I can't do, but I know that I can do comedy stuff and I know that I can do character stuff. And at the time, 20, I was like 2014, 2015. I was like super in the groove of, of who and what Tyler Breeze was. And as a heel, I was nothing but character and like over the top kind of like craziness, like flailing all over the place and all that other stuff. And so I'm, I was never worried about that where I was like, all right, like I can do my character stuff to get heat. And you are so ridiculously over that. Like, no matter what we do, just blow your gun back and away we go. You, I, uh, I put it on at the school to show everybody. I was like, look, like this is the timing of things. Like I'm not rushing him. He's not rushing me. This is how you make things bigger and larger than life because it's as big or as small as you make it. Like it's, it's actually like a perfect match to teach people like pacing and how to listen to a crowd and like, what you're doing for the action and reaction and like watching it back. I was like all nostalgic. I was like, this is great. Like, this is so cool. And I remember specifically because I didn't know you, I had never met you before then. I think maybe a couple like run-ins, but never maybe. like fully where you were friends with TJ. And I remember going like, Hey TJ, like I'm kind of like nervous or whatever. And he goes, he goes, Oh, like I'm friends with Cove, whatever. And what brought us together was Mr. Rigo. Ah, yes. <laughs> he goes, he goes, Kofi's got some regal stuff too. And I went, I went, oh, really? And all yeah. of a sudden, best of friends. That's it. The bond. The bond. People brought us together, dude. People as brought much us together. As I want to go into all of this part. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a whole other thing. I know. I, I know. We could, we could legit do like six more episodes with you. Dude, so Because there, there's so many, like, just like going through one year of developmental, all of oh the things that are like, there's, there's, we can do this for hours. We yes. do this for hours, and we'll get to that at some point. But unfortunately, being told that we have to wrap things up. So, uh, Breeze, Breeze, this is your time to say whatever you want to, whether you want to plug a school, talk about your Twitch, whatever you want to do. The floor is yours. So, uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, obviously, basic social media, mm, gorgeous with three M's. So you can find me there. Uh, I have a wrestling school called Flatbacks Wrestling School. You can find it at flatbackswrestlingschool.com, uh, where I am a teacher there. I teach, I teach you how to wrestle. And then, uh, also, I stream, I stream on Twitch, uh, at twitch.tv slash the sweets live, um, which is also that on social media and Instagram and all this stuff. It's all kind of blended together on that. But yeah, there's a, I think, I, th I want to say, I, I forget something every time, but as long as, uh, as long as that's the main thing, you know, streaming, right. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the left, right, left, right champion. You find <laughs> let's, down, let's, down. Let's, domination, pure right. domination. Turn his uh, off. Down, down, <laughs> battle of the brands. So we're finished with him. <laughs> We're done with him now. Uh, Kofi, where can they find you? Where can, you can they find, find you, Kofi? me at True Kofi on Twitter or at the True Kofi on the ground. You can find me on the internets at Xavier Woods PhD and up, up, down, down on the YouTubes and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Austin Creed. And I am at WWE Big E on Instagram and on Twitter per usual. I don't need your follows. Also, too, for those of you who aren't following all of these things, Go ahead and follow them and make sure to tell all your friends to, uh, you know, give us all those good reviews on all their podcast formats. Download this podcast. Tell them you can get it wherever they get their podcast by simply Googling the new day, feel the power, and you'll click on the pink picture with the three black guys faces on it. Thank you for listening. Hold <laughs> up, hold up. Don't forget about our snazzy new t-shirts. Oh, oh, yes. Merch. Tell them about the merch. On WWE Shop, we have podcast shirts. It has our three faces on them. Uh, so enjoy that. Podcast merch is coming. It's here. Woo! Wear it. Send a picture to your boys on the social medias. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.